Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Trashy Breakups here on the Trashy Divorces feed. My name is Stacy. Hey, I'm Alicia. What are we doing this week? This week, we are so lucky to live in a world with Octobers. Absolutely true. It is the month of everything, friends. And in our October manifestation of magic, it's all treats, no tricks. A happy early birthday so soon to all of our Scorpio friends coming this week and October. Stacy, it's kind of a spooky month. Why would you say that, Alicia? <laughs> Is there some holiday that happens at the end? <laughs> well, Mercury retrograde has ended and we are feeling good. Mercury retrograde was the friends we made along the way, Alicia. Today, we're going to do some rolling in the deep. You know me, Stacy. There's a song in my head for every single trashy relationship. Oh, yeah. That we cover. Hence, the naming of this episode for Trashy Breakups. It's an Adele song, right? Yeah, rolling in the deep. If there is a theme song for the Willie Shakespeare play of the Scottish play, Mackers. Macbeth. You said it. I did. It's rolling in the deep. I got in the mood. For some William Shakespeare spiderweb this week, as on Sunday's episode, I am covering the trashy divorce of two of the finest Shakespearean actors of our time. And you're going to pick it back up on Wednesday for the trashy breakups from the spinoff of that story. Yeah, we'll, we'll follow up. We're planning out. So if there's a week to do it, now is the time. So let's roll in the deep with the trashiest and the... Most tragic? Most tragic of the Bard's couples, at least in my opinion. So you may have seen the title in your podcast feed. And maybe you don't think you care at all about, I will not be as liberal as sure. you, saying the word. I'm going to say Mackers. But holy cats, Mackers is the spookiest William Shakespeare play There, are, There are witches. I mean, there are legit <sighs> witches. It's trashy. It's tragedy. This week, for Trashy Breakups, in honor of all of the above, we are taking one of my favorite stories from Patreon to connect to the spiderweb coming next week, as well as the trailer that has dropped of the movie version of this play coming in December, with no less than Denzel Washington playing the title role, and Frances McDormand, goddess that she is, playing Lady Mackers. And we are not being sponsored by the film or the studio, just in case you're wondering. No, we're not. I just really have a deep, deep passion for this play. I know that sometimes William Shakespeare can seem daunting and intimidating, and I don't want that to turn y'all off from watching this when it releases. Please join us today for the Trashy Breakups Shakespeare edition of the Scottish play It's an easy primer of what to expect in that arc, trashy breakup style. And we have also posted a great deal of, I don't know, supplementary, additional, adjacent, Willie Shakes kind of content at our- It's all treats, no tricks if you're into Willie Shakespeare. Over at bit.ly slash trash candy, a bunch of freebies related to the works and perhaps identity of- William Shakespeare, the bard of Shaxtown. Yeah, all those episodes that are free for you right now on bit.ly slash trashcandy blew up my computer last year. Right. 
which is probably what you're going to hear a little bit about. Everything alluded to in this episode will be there for you on the bit.ly slash trash candy link. And we did a quick check-in with Andy from Astrology with Andy on the topic of Saturn returns because that came up in your Adal story. So that is at the link too. Hey, speaking of returns, we need you, Trash Panda Nation, to send us your questions. Ask us anything for our special Halloween episode this year. If we decide we don't like your question, we just won't use it. So No, we want all the questions. Ask us anything. Our regular Trashy Divorces Sunday episode is going to land on Halloween. There's no better time to solicit for and ask us trashy anything. Send us your questions to trashydivorces at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail. The phone number there is 404-594-3658 and that'll be in the show notes. We'll have a little call out. So to continue with the rolling in the deep narrative, we're going to hear from our sponsors when we go, 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 come back to music and then on to this petty pace from day to day and the trashiest Shakespeare story ever. Don't forget, if you like this episode, check out our free bit.ly slash trash candy link. We got you. And don't forget to send in your questions for the Halloween Trashy Listener Spectacular. So foul and fair an episode I have not seen. By the pricking of your thumbs. We'd better go, go, go. Let's be honest. Whether you're back in the office or still in your sweatpants working from home, life's day-to-day responsibilities lack the fun we all want and deserve. If you're looking for a sign to use some of that hard-earned PTO and have some much-needed fun, look no further. Funjet Vacations is a one-stop shop for all your vacation needs, And as leaders in the industry, Funjet Vacations gives you a fast, easy, and fun way to build and book your next vacation with exclusive package deals to all-inclusive resorts in Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean. For a limited time, our listeners can use promo code FUNJET75, FUNJET75, for $75 off your next Funjet vacation at Ryu Hotels and Resorts. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly resort or an adults-only getaway, there's a Ryu Hotel and Resort for you. To get started, just go to funjet.com or contact your travel advisor and you'll be out of office in no time. Offer is only valid at funjet.com when booked by October 15th for travel through December 2021. Restrictions apply. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. 
When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a happy October to you, Alicia. Happy October, everybody. Welcome to Trashy Witches. A month of spooky. A month of so much spooky. I updated our Twitter handle last night. We're now slashy divorces over there with a little stabby knife. Fantastic. It's October. No, it's perfect. It's right on time for our episode arc Hmm. about the Scottish play. I feel like I may have been remiss and just tossing about... His name over and over because my computer sure as fuck died. It, I have recreated mm. the beauty of these episodes. I've made it through two of them. Some, oh. Someone does not work in the cloud for some reason. And yeah, I do it now. Bites you in the ass every couple of years. Welcome to episode one of the Scottish play. Oh my God, I'm so, I, I love it so much. This play stands the test of time because it is amazing and it is great and it is trashy. It may not be the most complex of Shakespeare's canon, but it is powerful. It is gut-wrenching. It tosses out a bunch of questions. It makes you think, and it doesn't answer a damn thing. I can imagine this kept all the levels of all the people at the Globe Theater occupied when it premiered in 1606. It's a play built on riddles and enigmas and liminal space and some big old blurred lines. Love it. And there are ghosts, right? Oh, God. Hold, wait for it. Okay. <sighs> Macbeth, I said it. I'm just going to say it. This is not a theater, but I can tell you how to break the curse. I may have to do that. But you have to invite me back in the house like a vampire if I go break the curse. Anyway, Macbeth is Shakespeare's one of. There are no flames coming off of the laptop, so, so far so good. It is one of Shakespeare's shortest plays. It is definitely his shortest tragedy. It's 17,000 words, which comparatively to like King Lear at 31,000. Like if you're a high schooler, you're probably like, ooh, I need to do a book report on Shakespeare. Let me go pick the shortest one. Macbeth is not easy. It is a little less talk and a lot more action. The 10 Shakespeare plays that are classified as tragedy, Antony and Cleopatra, Coriolanus, Hamlet, Julius Caesar, King Lear, Macbeth, Othello, Romeo and Juliet, Timon of Athens, Titus Andronicus. Macbeth is the one I care about. Y'all, it is most certainly a tragedy. There are some that argue that it is perhaps a history play. Most of the history about the real-life character Macbeth came from this thing called Holland Shed Chronicles. We're going to talk about that in the next episode. But it's tragedy, because each of the characters in the play are going to make their own choices. And if you're like, Alicia, why do I give one shit about Macbeth? 
Let me tell you straight up, this is everything trashy. It is super on brand. The married couple that we see at the beginning of this play is unrecognizable by the end. That is so much keeping on brand with trashy divorces. It has true crime. It has murder. It deals with themes of ambition and power and violence and prophecy. So much prophecy. There are riddles, there are visions, there are ghosts, there are hallucinations. It is a story of a man who claims power and goes on a murderous rage and ends up not at all winning those ill-gotten gains and ruins his life in the process and his wife's too. Unchecked ambition, lust for power, the fates, the idea of predestination, totally a thing in Tudor times. The whole play connects back to King James the First of England, King James the Sixth of Scotland, mm-hmm. King Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, yeah. Jimmy Stewart, who does assume the throne on the death, surprisingly, of Queen Elizabeth I. Macbeth is performed for the first time three years later in 1606. 1606 is only one year after the gunpowder plot with Guy Fawkes and the 5th of November, right? The co-conspirators for the gunpowder plot are on trial at the time Macbeth launches. Hmm. It is all very political. I swear you care so much about Macbeth and you don't even know that you do. And here James, Jimmy Stewart, has assumed the throne. And here we come to explore the questions of... You know, what does make a legitimate ruler? Is the power to govern ordained by God? Or is it something you can just claim and take, right? There's controversy. There's the politics of the time. There's so much witchcraft. There's a curse around the play. That's how powerful it is. Calling it the Scottish play again. It's been retold in a thousand different ways. We're going to have so much fun over the next few Tuesdays. But in order to understand any of what's coming, we're going to just talk about the basic plot structure of Macbeth. Okay. Okay. If you're like, yeah, I tried to watch it. I don't even understand what the hell is going on here. I'm going to break it down for you in a really easy 50,000 foot view level. Okay. You ready? Hit me. We're going to take out the big piece of metal and we're going to rumble it and Mm -hmm. shake it Mm -hmm. because that creates thunder. Thunder sound, yeah. There's no amplification at the Globe Theater, so they're using right props. This would shock an audience in 1606 to hear thunder coming. Like it, this begins the play. Okay. Three witches open the play. It's going to give you a premise into how important the three witches are going to be moving along the plot points of the tragedy. Okay. Three witches open, 12 lines, foul is fair and fair is foul. Fair is foul and foul is fair. That is the entire, I'm getting too far into it. Let me get further back up, but that's it. That's all, that's the play. Fair is foul and foul is fair. Whatever you think really is, it's not really that. It's completely the opposite. Macbeth and Banquo come riding in. They are Scottish generals. They are coming off the battlefield in glorious victory. And Macbeth and Banquo are met by these three bearded witches. These are the weird sisters. And certainly in the theater at that time, men are going to have beards and they're playing women, but there's a whole lot of 
uh, gender fluidity and gender questions in here too. Okay, so the weird sisters. Give Macbeth three prophecies. And Macbeth is already the Thane of Gloms, okay? But they're like, hey. What is the Thane of Gloms? It's just a title. It's a like the Earl of okay. Buckingham. He's the Thane of Gloms. It's just the Scottish version. You know, if you're just going to make shit up, okay. It's the Scottish version of a he, title holder. He's the holder. Duke of Canterbury or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Just Gloms. Okay. So the witches are like, hey, Macbeth, we got three prophecies for you. All hail Macbeth, Thane of Cawdor. Hey, you're going to be king too. And Banquo's children will be king as well. Banquo is destined to father a dynasty of kings. And none of this makes sense to Macbeth because King Duncan is the king and he has kids. And Macbeth is already the Thane of Gloms. And he's like, yeah, I'm cool. But almost immediately, here comes messengers up in that shit. And they're like, hey, Macbeth, we have good news. The Thane of Cawdor is a traitor and is about to be beheaded. And guess what? King Duncan says, you just got a promotion, man. Now you're the Thane of Cawdor. You are worthy to take his title. And Macbeth's like, you've got to be joking. One of these prophecies has already come true. Like, we haven't even left the scene yet. And I'm Thane of fucking Cawdor. Okay, so Macbeth is going to send Lady Macbeth a letter. Telling her about all these prophecies. And Lady Macbeth is like, fuck. My husband, I love him. They're beloved. They're a super solid partnership. But Lady Macbeth immediately, even though her husband has just won glorious victory for Scotland, Lady Macbeth is like, yeah, my husband's kind of a loser. And he is a little too full of the milk of human kindness to make any of the rest of these prophecies like he's going to be king come true. So I'm going to help him out a little. I'll do it myself. A little bit of helicopter wifing there. Well, Macbeth gets home and Lady Macbeth is like, hey, we should uh, murder King Duncan and his sons tonight and then you can be king. Let's just help the prophecy along. That seems reasonable. Okay, so the plan is to murder King Duncan and King Duncan's two sons because, oh, King Duncan's coming to naturally Macbeth's castle that night. Well, okay. you want to celebrate the glorious victory and the new Thane just Cotswold or whatever. Daggers and... just right there on the yeah. stage. Okay. So... The plan is to kill King Duncan. You're saying Scottish hospitality is not all it's cracked up to be. And King Duncan's sons. And then frame the king's servants for the murders. It's a good plan. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, by any chance? On paper. It's a good plan. The plan does not go how it was laid out. So Lady Macbeth gets King Duncan's guards drunk AF. God's own drunk, right? So they're passed out. So they're not a problem. Macbeth goes to kill King Duncan in his sleep. But during this, King Duncan's sons escape. And then Macbeth, dude, takes the bloody knife back with him to Lady Macbeth. Takes the bloody, he was supposed to drop the knife on the guards, right? Okay, but he doesn't. And Lady Macbeth is like, Jesus, for fuck's sake, you can't do anything right. So Lady Macbeth is going to go back, drop the weapon, so that in the morning, oh no, the king has been murdered and there are these drunk guards. And Macbeth seizes his moment 
How dare you kill the king? I'm going to immediately kill these guards who killed our king. It's a setup. Okay? May as well. Now, Duncan, King Duncan has two sons, Malcolm and Donald Bain. And they, right, have fled to safety. They said there are daggers in men's smiles. Nobody's around to assume kingship. Macbeth is crowned king. So now two of the prophecies of the witches have come true, but somebody really should have thought about that last prophecy that Banquo's sons will be kings. And for real, this is once you cross the line one time, it gets easier every time you do it. And Banquo, who is Macbeth's BFF, is suspicious as fuck. Like, I remember meeting those witches too, and all of this seems very convenient that, okay, a king just died with murder? Like, yeah. So, Macbeth is like, great. I'm going to go ahead and send some murderers out to kill Banquo and his son, Fleance. Because once you murdered the, like, you're, there's a point in the play that Macbeth is like, like, pretty much I'm already in the river of blood. Right. It costs me nothing to keep going. It's just as much work to go backwards as it deals with, like, can you be forgiven if you do something like, oh, we're going to get into all that stuff. Okay, this is a plot. I love this. I love it. Okay. <sighs> Macbeth. Going to send murderers out to kill Banquo and his son, Fleance. But like everything else in Macbeth, it has not gone to plan so far. So Banquo is murdered, but Fleance flees. Say that five times fast. Okay. But that same night, there is a banquet and Macbeth is celebrating and everything is great. And who shows the fuck up? The ghost of Banquo, his BFF, who now he sees us, but he's seeing like, okay, here come hallucinations. That's great. Like, Macbeth is haunted, and he is kind of losing it. And Lady Macbeth is like, Pish posh, everything's fine, nothing to look at here. And Macbeth gets worse and worse and worse. He is tormented for the rest of the play by the ghost of his BFF Banquo, right? Macbeth is like, shit, I need to go see those witches again. Okay, so he does. And this time, for the second round of prophecies... Macbeth is on his way, and the witches, this is where it comes. Something wicked this way comes, because Macbeth has been changed. Mm -hmm. This is not the witches who encountered the first Macbeth. This is a wicked Macbeth. Okay, I got three more prophecies. The first is beware of Macduff. Now, Macduff has already fled to England to try to get Malcolm King Duncan's son back. To fight Macbeth. That's the first prophecy. Beware Macduff. Second prophecy. No one woman born can harm you. Okay. Third prophecy. You will not be defeated until the great wood of Burnham Hill comes to Dulcinea Hill. Okay. Macbeth is like... Sweet. I'm invincible. I'm, yeah, I'm fucking invincible. I'm cool. Unless uh, I'm eaten by a bear, I'm good to go. Born of a woman? Well, that's everyone, so I have nothing to worry about there. And forests expand so slowly. Woods don't move. I'm, a forest cannot walk uphill to a castle. Like, what a relief. I'm going to live forever. Fame. Yeah. 
Except what was that first prophecy? Beware McDuff. Ah, that's fine. But he's, he's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. We're good. But if I could go ahead and maybe cripple McDuff at the same time. So Macbeth is going to send more murderers out to kill McDuff's family. Now, this is a pivotal point in the play because so far in the play, all of the violence has happened off stage. And this is the this is the first violence we see on stage, and it is the murder of Macduff's wife and son. Okay. Murdered. <sighs> Lady Macbeth is going a lot mad because she has carried the dagger back to the guards. She's got the out damn spot. Mm-hmm. She cannot get the blood off of her hands. Right. And for the woman who uh, channeled all of her masculinity in order to convince Macbeth and she to go along with the deed. Cause they never call it murder. It's the deed. She is consumed by guilt. So Macbeth just gets more murderous. Lady Macbeth is consumed by the guilt that she has for this murderous spree. She's having hallucinations and repressed guilt. She's in the care of a doctor. And so here come Macduff and Malcolm back in Scotland with an army because they're going to right march against Macbeth and they're hanging out in Burnham Wood and they're like hey what if we cut down the trees in Burnham Wood and use them as cover and camouflage as we march up Dustinane to Inverness Castle it's a terrific idea so Literally, Macbeth learns that Lady Macbeth has committed death by suicide, looks out the window. Hey, is that Burnham Wood moving up the So they dressed up as trees. Is that what you're telling me? That's it. It's entirely it. And hey, it looks like those weird sisters. Shit, maybe on to something. That prophecy is fulfilled. But wait, what was that second prophecy, right? Beware Macduff, who's literally on the way to kill you. Dressed as a tree. Dressed as a tree. That's the third prophecy. But no man born of woman, no one born of woman right. can kill you. So here Macbeth has his uh, a soliloquy about the futility of life. And it means nothing. Uh, strut and fret upon the stage. And we're all players. And it's all fucking sound and fury. Because his wife is dead. Nothing amounts to anything anymore. But he's going to face Macduff in combat uh, because he can't give up now, right? He's he's ruined. He's ruined as a human soul. But of course, I'm going to go fucking fight Macduff. And Macbeth is like, dude, I lead a charmed life. Like the witches have told him, like, there is no you hurting me. Big reveal. Right. Macduff is a C-section baby. That is how they got around that. So Macduff kills Macbeth, fulfilling, right? The final prophecy. And Macduff will sever Macbeth's head and bring it to the new King Malcolm, who is the son of King Duncan, who is rightfully king, Prince of Cumberland, is now the king. That is the end of the Scottish play. Some key takeaways that live in all of Shakespeare's tragedies. There is a fatal flaw. All of Shakespeare's tragic heroes are fundamentally flawed. It is the weakness in them that will result in their downfall. Second key component here. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. 
This is why often we're focused on the fall of the nobleman. Presenting with the presenting the audience with the dude with excessive wealth or power, and you abuse that power, your downfall. Ugh, such a better. I'll pay a penny to see that as a groundling, right? That's amazing. Two more key takeaways. External pressure. So all of Shakespeare's tragic heroes fall victim to external pressure. So we deal with questions of fate, evil spirits, manipulative characters that could be seen to play a hand in the hero or anti-hero's downfall. Because like in Macbeth, you're rooting for him. You're rooting for him until you're not. And when it switches, oh, boom. Okay. Last one, main protagonist generally has a flaw that leads to their downfall. So internal and external struggles often measure supernatural. This is the most supernatural of all of Shakespeare's plays. Like, hands down, and there's a reason for that about King James, which we're going to talk about next week. Shakespeare has a little, little bullet item list that if I'm a Shakespeare tragedy, I need to contain at least some of these elements. Let's see how many we got. A tragic hero, dichotomy of good and evil, a tragic waste, the hero's tragic flaw, issues of fate or fortune, greed, foul revenge, supernatural elements, internal and external pressures, the paradox of life. Macbeth is a belly scratcher for every one of these. If there's one Shakespeare play to get to know, one tragedy. If you want one tragedy to be an expert on, Macbeth is a really good one. That's the sum up. That's episode one. There's still time to watch it. We're coming back next week in part two. We're going to talk about the stagecraft. We're going to talk about King James and what was happening in the court at the time and why that was also connected. Tomorrow, we're also talking in Trashier Tutors about King James, who was a witch hunter. Oh, it's so good. It's a hot mess, y'all. Macbeth. Intro number one. That's essentially the plot. We're going to deep dive into it. Coming back to you next Tuesday. Sounds like this has lots and lots of very trashy elements. So It is the most on-brand Shakespeare Shakespeare. Shakespeare. I may need Shakespeare. We may have after. to drink some Shakespeare. <laughs> You know, it never occurred to, when I was brewing a lot. It never occurred to me to name about Shakespeare. Shakespeare but would be a great beer name. So that is the Scottish play in quick sum up. Still got time to watch it. We are gonna get into it, y'all. Actually, I feel like watching it after listening to this might make it more accessible for people. Because I mean, I haven't looked at it since high school. So I mean, but that's that is essentially the narrative arc. Mm-hmm. Of what happens, the characters, because sometimes, and that's the thing with Shakespeare, is you go to watch Shakespeare and you think, I'm never going to understand it. This is so uh, erudite, like I'm never going to get it. But once you're in it and hear the language and the cadence, even if you're only picking up on a few particular words and what that is, you are... Like, you become immersed in it where it's a little easier to get. Well, we think of it as such advanced language, but Shakespeare was writing for the common man. I mean, that was yeah. that, that was the big innovation of the Shakespeare project was... Or was it Thomas Middleton or was it Mary Sidney? Well, that's what I yeah, mean, but like... I know. That, yeah, that was the big innovation of the Shakespeare project to craft these, like, 
textured stories that still were told in ways that ordinary people could understand. So you want to really nerd out about it? In iambic pentameter, in Shakespeare, there are masculine endings and feminine endings. There are monosyllabic, monosyllabic. Yep. And then polysyllabic. One of the fun things that if you really get into the language, all of Lady Macbeth's words within act one are all in masculines. Macbeths are in feminines and then they switch like gender role and femininity and masculinity and what it means plays such a huge part in this. And there's also this thing with monosyllabic and polysyllabic and how that switches like the linguistics. It is a riddle wrapped in a mystery wrapped in an enigma. I've been knee deep in it for two months. I do not expect any of you to go this full on hedgehog nerd out over Macbeth. However, I'm excited to be able to maybe help get you into it for Trashy Witches in October on Trashy Divorces. And until then, we hope that you strut and fret upon the stage to your liking with clean, clean hands. Oh, clean hands. Get them out of that cauldron. Wear the gloves. Wear your mask. We're about to mask up to go drop our absentee ballots at a drop box. That is true. We're going to get in the car. Drop them off. (laughs) It's very exciting. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. King James Witch Hunter coming tomorrow on Trashier Tutors. And hell, keep those hearts trashy. Know that we have a deep affection for you. Oh. The deepest. The deepest. We love you guys. It's a bottomless pit of affection. (laughs) Happy Tuesday, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy y'all.